Our values matter because our values are, are surrounding everything we know and believe from the word of God. God matters. We've got to stand our ground on that. Can't back down on that. Uh, people matter. We've got to stand our ground on that and just never back down. You know, uh, faith matters. What we believe about Jesus, what we believe and how we live according to his word. We can't back down on that. Attitude matters. These four values are very, very important and we can never, ever back down on them. Now, there's a story about a, a grumpy old grandpa. I know it's hard to believe that any grandpa could get grumpy, but it's potentially the possibility. So... There's a story about a grumpy old grandpa, and uh, this, this, he decides to uh, go take a nap. And so he goes into a bedroom, and he lays down, and, the, and closes the door, and he goes to sleep. And people on the other side out in the house, they can hear that he's finally gone to sleep. They hear him in there snoring away. So a grandson decides to sneak in and puts a little Limburger cheese on the grandpa's uh, mustache right under his nose. And then the grandson goes back out and closes the door. And pretty soon, everybody in the house hears grandpa awaken with a snort. And uh, they hear him say these words, this room stinks. He opens the door, he comes out into the house and and, uh, he's, and then he says, this house stinks. Then he goes outside onto the porch and he looks up and down the street and he says, this whole world stinks. Now, now here's the deal. The problem wasn't the room or the house or the whole world. The problem was right under his own nose. And uh, whenever, you, whenever you find in your life that, that it just seems like everything stinks, it may well be that the answer is right under your own nose. And, and sometimes we have a hard time coming to that reality. The fourth value that we're dealing with is attitude matters. It absolutely does. These four things, God matters, People matter, faith matters, and attitude matters really are the package of the Word of God. If you take any of those four and begin to unpackage them, you discover all the nuggets of what we know and believe about God and what God's plan is for us. Inside every one of those are very, very important nuggets. God matters, people matter, faith matters, and attitude matters. Here it is, insight number one. Your attitude reveals the real you. Why does your attitude matter? The reason your attitude matters is because your attitude reveals the real you. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As, as a man thinks in his heart, as a woman thinks in his heart, as you think in your heart, that's who you are, according to the Bible. God said that. If God said it, then we probably ought to go ahead and go with it. There's no point in arguing it. God said, if you're going to 
put your mind to something and you're going to think about it as you think, that's who you become. That's, that's who you are. So the question is, is who, is, who really is the real you? How are you thinking? What's, what's on your mind? What, what kinds of things do you give attention to in, in your thinking? One of the hardest lessons I learned in Hayward, California as a pastor, uh, it was a hard lesson to learn because of what it required to learn this lesson, but here it is. And uh, why don't you just chew just for a minute on this. Here's the lesson. God cares more about the minister than he does the ministry. God cares more about the minister than he does the ministry. Now, what you did not hear me say, I did not say God cares more about the pastor than he does the people in the congregation. That's not what I said. God cares more about the minister than the ministry. The reality of it is, is if you think about it, biblically, every single one of us that are a follower of Jesus, we are all ministers. All of us are. Every one of us. And First uh, Peter chapter 4.10 says that as you've been given a gift from God, you're to minister that according to the grace that's been given you. You've, so every one of us are to minister. We're all ministers. And God cares more about the minister than he does the ministry. Or we could say it this way. God cares about more about you than he cares about all the stuff that, the, the stuff that you do. Now, some people get that backwards, and they, they become fairly impressed with what individuals do. But God looks at the heart. We look at the outward. God looks at the heart. He sees you as you are. And your attitude matters to him. Because as you think, that's who you are. And so he's very, very interested in you and what's being hammered out in your life. And so ultimately, God cares more about you than all the things that you may do on his behalf. Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 and 23. In the New Living Translation, it says, On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. I mean, that's really, that is incredible if you just stop and think about that for a minute. Think, think about what just happened there. He, there are people who, who are standing up before God who performed a lot of great ministry. Ministry, ministry. They prophesied, they cast out demons. Powerful, incredulous ministry. The kinds of ministry that cause us in our human natures to elevate people. Well, surely if he or she is a prophet of God, then they've certainly got to be, gotta, God knows them and they know God. If, just, if, if, if they're casting out demons in his name, then surely they must, they've got a front row seat in heaven. They've really got to be powerful. But God's, here's what here's Jesus said. Jesus said, and, and who were you? Who, who are you? I'm the guy that cast out demons in your name. I'm the guy that prophesied in your name. I'm the guy that could gather great numbers in your name. I'm the guy who did so much in your name. And he said, yeah, I'm sorry. We, we've never met. Who are you? I don't know you. How is that even possible? 
That is incredible. And the reason that that is possible is because while some people have given a great deal of attention to what they are doing out here, they've given very little attention to what God wants to do in here. Uh Uh-oh. God cares more about the minister than he does the ministry. God wants to hammer things out in us that cause us to reflect better who he is. Because the world will not know him unless they know him through us. And so he's working within us. And so your attitude matters. It matters a great deal. Think about the people you know in your life who claim to be Christians, followers of Jesus, and then out there somewhere, their attitudes, the way that they behave, the things that they do, are really a pretty poor reflection on the Lord we love and serve. You see, because our attitude matters. God matters. People matter. Faith matters. Attitude matters. Why does attitude matter? Insight number two. Your attitude determines the success and failure of every relationship in your life. Your attitude determines the success and failure of every relationship in your life. That, that's important because God matters and because people matter. You know, we sometimes get focused on all the wrong stuff when he's focused on your soul, your spirit. James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20, it says this. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Your attitude matters. It absolutely matters. And when your attitude gets all out of whack, you're not drawing people to Jesus, you're pushing people away from Jesus. When your attitude gets all out of whack, it it doesn't say people matter, it says I matter. I matter. I didn't get what I wanted when I wanted. I didn't, that, I, it shouldn't be done that way. It's, that's not right. It's not, that is not right. You shouldn't do that. That's not, you know, it's got to be done this way. And how come it didn't happen when I wanted it? And, you, you know, just all the different things that we expect from one another, and we expect all this lengthy list from one another, expecting everybody to do whatever they want, you think they should do. Ultimately, It's what's going on in you that really counts because your attitude matters, how you're relating to people, how you care for people, how you minister to people. Some people have an angry attitude. Some have a gentle attitude. Some have an attitude of superiority. Some have an attitude of servanthood. Some have an attitude of woe is me, woe is me. And some have an attitude of All things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. Some have an attitude of distrust, while others have an attitude that they'll believe the best about everybody before anything even begins. They just believe the best about people. Some have an attitude that sucks the very life out of the room. Some people have an attitude that breathes life into a room. 
Some have an attitude that the world owes me. And some have a wor- an attitude, you know what, I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for any blessing I get. And I'll give all that I have to make life better for others. Some have an attitude that attracts people. And some have an attitude that repels. Bad attitudes can absolutely have an effect on your marriage. Good attitude can have an effect on your marriage. It affects, your attitude affects every relationship you've got. Your marriage, your household, with your children, with your parents. Your attitude affects your neighborhood, your neighbors. It affects the atmosphere at work. It affects the atmosphere uh, at church. It affects everywhere you go. It affects your your attitude just affects it 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 has a real it 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 has an impact on people i i i've been in store numbers of times with with arlene in a store and i see someone that i don't even know and they're just walking around so sour pussy that i'm starting to feel bad and i don't even know these people you know what i'm saying I mean, they just, they just have a tendency to suck the life out of Kmart. You know, it's just boom, it's gone. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, just, it's, it's not good. It, and it shouldn't be that way, and it doesn't have to be. Your attitude matters. In your notes, you'll see Romans chapter 13, verse 8 and 9. And it says this, Owe no one anything except to love one another. I want you just to circle those particular words first. Owe no one except any, uh, except to love one another. Don't owe anybody anything. The one thing you owe everybody is to love them. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. That's incredible that you hear Paul saying this because that's exactly what Jesus said. When someone came to Jesus and said, what's the greatest commandment? He said, well, the, the biggie, love God, and the second one is just like it, love others. Th- those two, if you fulfill both those, you will have fulfilled all the law, all the prophets. Love God, love people. God matters, people matter. Absolutely. You come here to Romans, and, and Paul says, look, don't owe anybody anything except this. Owe everybody love. Your attitude matters. And if you do, if you behave that way, and you love people, and you love people around you, then you fulfilled all the expectation of God. Love everyone. Your attitude matters. So what do I need to do? How, how can, I, can I even... Can I change my attitude? Because I have a pretty... My attitude is a lot like Limburger cheese under my nose. It just... Everything gets a little stinky at times. So how can I change my attitude? Is that even possible? Well, yeah, absolutely it's possible. Here it is. Observation number one. Start speaking words of faith. Start speaking words of faith. Change how you talk. Here it is. Words of faith. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My God shall supply all my need. Not my boss, not my work, not the economy, not this world, not politics. (laughs) 
Amber Alert. How many have an Amber Alert going off on their phones right now? So we got them going off all over the place. I got Hello, there's an Amber Alert. Let's see what it is. Kalispell, Montana. Whoops, it just died on me. Call us, there's an Amber Alert. God be with whoever these children are in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, help them. That's pretty incredible. Here's another Amber Alert. You know, your attitude. Start speaking words of faith. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Not, not everybody around me, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't have to work. I don't, it's not about just sitting on the couch and expecting somehow God to send an angel, you know, with a plate full of food and payment of bills. No, it's not that at all. But, but one thing's for sure, that if I set my heart on God, I know God is the one who's overseeing everything in my life. He supplies if God is for us, who could be against us? Start speaking words of faith. Here's a, words of, a word of faith that, that people don't often think of as a word of faith. It is this. God is no respecter of persons. It's a word of faith. God is no respecter of persons. So when you hear somebody ripping down somebody else, mocking people, whatever they do, and they're, they're at the expense of someone else, tearing them down, God is no respecter of persons. So therefore, I want to guard my mouth. I want to speak words of faith. Now, is it, is it the case that I have perfected all of this? No, I have not. This is why God hasn't taken me home yet. I still got some work to do. But there's one thing for sure. I don't want to be a Christian in word only. I want to be a Christian in how I live. I want to be a follower of Jesus every day, every moment. And I may not get it 100%, but I'm working towards that. Not because my salvations depend upon it, but because someone else's might be. Because people matter. People will either respond to God or reject him, having known me. They will either be repelled from him or drawn to him because they've known me. And so it's important that I manage my life in such a way that somehow I am drawing people to Jesus. My salvation's not based on it, but somebody else's might be because they get to know God through me. God's no respecter of persons. So you help create the atmosphere that surrounds your life by the attitude that comes out of you. So we need to you say, I don't like the attitude, then change the way you speak. Start speaking different. Romans chapter 14, verse 18 and 19, New Living Translation. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you. Notice, making God happy, loving people. Loving God, loving people. Is the, is the amber alert still going, huh? Uh, mine isn't this time. Uh, love God, love people. It's very important. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you. So then, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. See, attitude matters. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 So encourage each other and build each other up. So beginning today, let's, let's try an experiment. Let's try a little personal experiment. And then... Uh, the beginning at the end of the week or during the week or at the start of next week, email me and tell me how it went for you. Okay? Email me, tell me how it went. Office at the intersection.info. 
office at the intersection.info. How did it go? Here it is. Here's the experiment. Starting today, start saying things that build people up around you. Start blessing people with your words. If you got to go to the store today or tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday and you're standing at the counter, you know, and the person's helping you, say, say something nice to them like, well, you know what? You are really good at your job. You do an awesome job. Thanks for the help today, you know? Uh, instead of saying, wait a minute, you're overcharging me, you know? Turn it around. Start blessing people. You see somebody? If you're, if, fellas, if you had to go to the mall with your wife and you're sitting out on the bench like... A lot of the men do fight for the bench out in the mall and you're sitting there some other guy sits down next to him say isn't it wonderful to go shopping with your wife it's the best thing isn't it i love going shopping with my wife try that on the guy the guy his face will go what are you kidding are you a man or not you know he's just like you know just start speaking positively start saying something good start saying it you know instead of always looking at things so badly Start speaking words of faith. Put the word of God into your heart. Try to say something. And then tell me how it went. See if your day doesn't get a little brighter having done so. Observation number two. Start looking for the good and you will find it. Start looking for the good and you will find it. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. And now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Start looking for things that are good. It's what the Bible says. This isn't a, a uh, um, you know, some kind of a humanistic um, approach to anything. This is what God said. Your attitude matters, and you can spend your whole time, you know, putting your mind on things that just aren't, are worthless and pointless and tear you down, or you can do what the Bible says and start thinking about things that are worthy of your thinking. And you do that, it starts changing your outlook on life. Your attitude matters. What are you thinking about? See, whatever you choose to think on ultimately starts coming out in real life starts coming out so take charge of how you think here are three quick things that you should remember about changing your attitude insight number one fix your thoughts fix your thoughts that's what paul said in philippians put your mind on fix your thoughts on fix your thoughts on things that are worth thinking about don't let your mind wander now we're prone to that and frankly there are times, even for me, there are times that my brain will start to wander and the thing that it wanders to will affect my attitude. Absolutely. And I've had to say, uh, sometimes out loud and sometimes quietly in my mind, nope, nope, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm going to dwell on, on, on this. And I, I change what I'm thinking and I start thinking about something that is worthy of thinking about because I want my attitude to be right. And if I start thinking about things gone wrong, things gone bad, things I'm upset about, things I'm mad about, things have disappointed me, then it's not going to be long, and it's going to start coming right out of my mouth. And who knows who's going to get bit by what comes out of my mouth. Don't let your mind wander. 
Fix your thinking on things that are worthy of it, as Paul said to the Philippians. Insight number two, filter what you take in. You know that old saying, garbage in, garbage out. Filter what you take in. You know, if, if, if you, you probably would not consider going to a garbage can loaded with moldy, encrusted, maggot-filled food and start munching out knowing that there's all kinds of toxic stuff in that you're not going to do that because you know you're going to get sick you might be hungry but you look at that mess you know there's it it's it make you sick you're going to be in great pain because you're not going to feed your body something that's going to make you sick yet we feed our mind with our soul our spirit with things that make us sick all the time you know, filter what you take in through your eyes. Filter what you take in through your ears. Just determine your ears are not garbage cans. Don't let anybody just tell you whatever they want to about someone else, ripping somebody down. Because you know what? That person is my sister. That person is my brother. And I don't know that I agree with them or not, but it's still my sister and my brother. There are a lot of sisters and brothers I don't agree with. How about you? But I'll bet they don't agree with me on some stuff too. But they matter, and I love them. And so I don't, I'm not going to rip them down just because we're in, we can't agree on something. They're still my sister, still my brother. I need to filter what I take in, no matter what it is. Uh, if, if it has an ability to pollute your thinking, it'll ruin your attitude. Filter what you take in. Lastly, feed your thoughts what is good. Feed your thoughts with what is good. Question is really is what are you feeding your mind with then? It's the reason we so encourage reading the Bible and journaling and and uh, coming to services and being a part of a converge group and uh, all those things. That, those are important strategies in feeding my spirit and my soul now can you do all of them and and no i mean there are time you you know we we have to there are things that you have to prioritize in life and and there are times in which there are seasonal things you have to focus on in life re regardless of what it is there are times you got to focus on something but you want to try and make sure that however whatever whenever you're feeding your soul and your spirit feeding it used to be you'd always hear people say in church years ago we're talking like 30 years ago oh i just didn't get fed the preacher doesn't feed me no more well seriously well, how old are you in the lord when are you supposed to start feeding yourself it doesn't mean that there isn't value to coming and hear what the preacher has to say but are you feeding yourself and what are you feeding yourself by the way and if you're feeding yourself a bunch of junk and then you want some well, one thing happening on a Sunday morning to feed your spirit and soul. It's just not going to happen. Your attitude matters. And the thing that you feed yourself all week long is going to affect your attitude. So you've got to watch. What are you taking in? Garbage in, garbage out. What are you feeding yourself? Your attitude matters. So what's the next step? Starting this week at the bottom of your notes, I am going to what are you going to do what are you going to start feeding yourself 
And are you going to make a decision this week to start speaking out words of faith and start fixing your thoughts on things that are, that are holy and righteous and good report? And, or are you just going to spend your... Some guys spend all their time in front of the television listening to the rotten, evil stuff that goes on in the world, like Boston and Afghanistan and everywhere else. Horrible stuff. Evil, evil, evil. If you listen to that and that's what you and that's all you're feeding your soul with, guess what? You're going to start getting a pretty bad attitude. It's going to be hard to love people. I'm not suggesting you shouldn't be aware of what's going on in the world. I pay attention to what's going on in the world. You should as well. How do we know how to pray? How do we know how to think if we don't know what's going on? But if that's all you're feeding yourself with, it's going to start affecting your attitude. What are you feeding yourself with? What decisions will you make this week? that you're going to start thinking through so that you can be sure that your attitude gets healthy. All these things matter. There's no easy way out of it. You have to decide. Stand your ground. God matters. Stand your ground. People matter. Faith matters. Attitude matters. When you're out and you're just doing stuff, remember that. You're, you're driving down the road or you're at work or you're in your neighborhood or, and suddenly something happens that bugs you, remember something. God matters. People matter. Faith matters. Attitude matters. And if we get that down in our heart and we let the word of God feed our soul and spirit, then pretty soon what you start seeing coming out of your life is that your life is not dependent upon everything around you going well. Your life is dependent upon everything in you going well. And if everything in you is well and harmonious with God, then it's amazing how the world around you looks differently. Because God matters, people matter, faith matters, and attitude matters. Bow your head with me if you would. This morning, you think about uh, your own attitude. Boy, I can think of mine. There are times my attitude is Limburger cheese in mass. And there are times I just, I, I, I want to just give place to it. I just want to feed it. I want to feed the stinky attitude because I'm, I'm upset. I deserve to be, and I've got a right to be. I can justify it. But again, listen. That rotten attitude does not in any way at all support the righteousness of God. doesn't do it. So somewhere along the line, we have to grab ourselves and say, wait a minute, I'm going to fix my mind on things that are, that are healthy and holy and helpful. I'm going to fix my th- mind on things that are good and righteous. I want to do that because I want my life to really be a reflection, not just in word, but in deed, of the wonderful Savior who gave his life for me. Your attitude matters. How many right now know, and you by lifting your hand, that God's kind of speaking to you a little bit about your attitude? Yeah, many of us. It, it, it's easy to get there. We disagree on zillions of things. We're human. We will. We see things from different perspectives. But listen, we'll never, ever, ever draw anybody to Jesus if we let the stinkiness of our attitude really carry the day, we need to let the Holy Spirit and his word direct our day. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you so much for all that you do. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. Lord, 
Our entire life is in your hand. We are the sheep of your pasture. And Lord, it absolutely is the case that there's no easy way out. That, that our faith gets tested. It gets tested. But we have to stand our ground that God, you matter to me. So I, I've gonna, even though I might be tired, I've, I've got to make sure that I am drawing close to you because you promised you'd draw close to me. People matter. And, and sometimes people are not easy to love. But they matter because you died for them and you asked me to, to, to accept your love and to love others. And so, Lord, I do. And I, and I find it difficult at times, but I've got to stand my ground. I've got, to, I've got to pull myself back from the brink and say, Lord, people matter. And view them from your eyes, not my own. Faith matters. A watered-down brand of the gospel of Jesus will not serve anyone. The truth of God is what really sets men free. Help us to be courageous in an atmosphere, in a society that is, that is really coming against the very bedrock truths of God in how we live. That we stand, Lord, we stand firm, draw a line in the sand about what I believe. Courageously, we speak our faith, not to the harm of anyone because people matter. But Lord, we'll never be able to help people know you unless we hold to the faith that we believe in. So Lord, help our attitudes because there's a lot of stuff that wants to bring us down. But instead, Lord, we've got to stand our ground and Lord, hold to you and watch over our attitudes, fixing our mind on things that are of importance and value so that we can give a true reflection of Jesus in the world we live in. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah for Jesus. I believe I might even got you out a minute, right minute afterwards. This is pretty